Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. My name's uh, Brian. Everybody on the show today, we got <laughs> Luke, Fred, and Don. <laughs> What's my, what is my name? Uh, <laughs> you've got so many alt accounts, right? You, you, you're, you've got so many alt accounts on Twitter, so many different personalities. Well, you were like, I am, wait, who am I today? What should I uh, Weekly Open is brought to you by FTX. Go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX where you can trade today. Uh, trade free from one asset to the other with zero fees. Track your portfolios you've always known and loved. You can even earn a little bit of yield on your tokens. Do it all on FTX. Weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Thanks for them being a partner of the Weekly Open podcast. Luke, you're on the far left. How you doing well. Uh, Cred, Don, hope you guys are doing all right. Who the hell's Brian? I've been gone a couple weeks. What the hell's going on here? Uh, just some guy. Fred, how's it going? Yeah, good. I mean, I just heard that Luke was on the far left, so I don't know how I feel about his political opinion. <laughs> I'll try, try to work through it and be professional throughout this episode. Uh, but yeah, pretty good. I seem to be one of the only panelists who's not on some permanent holiday. Uh, maybe I'll get there one day. Give me give me a couple more market cycles, uh, and, I'll, and I'll be there. But yeah, nice. Good to be at my desk and, you know, watching stuff that, <laughs> that isn't happening. Watching stuff that isn't happening. Don, how you doing? Very, very good. How are you? I'm excellent. I uh, got a little bit of a team meetup thing going on this week, so out of pocket from my normal station. And I brought better backup tools and, of course, forgot a key and critical piece to actually achieve oh, uh, what I needed to achieve with them. So here we are. But I think it'll work. It's uh, you know, one of those like students thing so it should be fine um so last week we kind of this sharing uh grievances and stuff i think what maybe we'll do is see if anybody has an optional grievance otherwise we for the week where i at least am wrecked and uh then we can revert mostly to the uh normal format but if any of you guys have prepared a grievance of the week that you want to share i would love to hear it People are going to wait for me immediately just because of my personality. But honestly, it's been quite reasonable the past week, both on Twitter and off Twitter. Although obviously on Twitter is the only one that matters. Uh, I don't have anything Tw particularly. Twitter being reasonable is almost a grievance in itself. It's, you're yeah. Twitter is supposed to be <laughs> depressing in a bear market, Brad. Uh, cred. I called you bread. Bread, yes. Bread is well. <laughs> Bread, cred. <laughs> just put any letter in front of R-E-D and you'll be fine. I'm on my first cup of coffee. Well, so... Uh, Understandable. No, I mean it's it's been okay. Uh, things haven't been going down, and you've had a bit of a bit a bit of volatility, and some altcoins, more importantly, I guess, for most market participants, moving up as well. So that's made things easier, uh, and the timeline hasn't been as as much chaos as before. So you know that's that's good news. Uh, I have a market centric grievance, which is not anyone's particular take or anything, but my grievance is that I am highly dissatisfied with gold bulls mm. like 10 years to figure this out to wait for this opportunity for a breakout and for the second time in the last year when they actually have this chance to go into price exploration they fail to do so and i'm highly disappointed in them so that's my primary grievance and it's reflected by my I'm... positioning <laughs> i mean isn't that the point of gold like you invest if you want to be <laughs> to disappointed. disappointed i always thought <laughs> yeah it seems like the Zcash, you know, of, of traditional markets to some extent. Where you, you have like some understanding of scenarios under which the fundamentals should do well, and you get enough of a taste 
at certain points where you're like, oh, this is the one, and then then you get zoddled by Gainsey, and then it, it's, it's back, to, <laughs> yeah, back to business as usual. I feel like most people yeah. hold gold because they feel they need to hold gold to, to be sophisticated or proper or you know in line with some portfolio theory. Uh, certainly the kind of Zoomer gen generation, millennial, whatever, in which I include myself conveniently, uh, I, I don't really have an interest in um, precious metals and gold stuff. I prefer sound digital money, which only goes down 80% every <laughs> few years, like clockwork. So it's clearly a better investment. You know, I was actually on the Bankless podcast last week, not to brag. Um, oh, we watched but, it. Don't worry. Uh, okay. But the, one of Ryan's thing was like, why bother buying stocks? If I need a risk off, I'll just own cash. And if I want risk, I have plenty of risk in crypto. And to be honest, he had a point. Like, it is to yours as well, Craig. Like, you're, you know, it, it, it's not terribly, um, you know, different price action, right? But you get more but more volatility on the crypto side of things. So he actually made me think with that comment. Yeah, and then you go, why buy crypto if you can buy NFTs? And if I want to risk off, I'll, I'll move into Luna or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep making up more extreme versions of the same argument. But no, I mean, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess there's the liquidity profile to that as well, though. But <laughs> NFTs struggle. Um, so Don, do you want to give us kind of a, a layout of the market? What are we What are we looking at? Sure. I mean, high time frame wise, nothing's changed. I mean, that's going to be <laughs> pretty much what I'm going to say throughout pretty much every single time. Forever. Frame. But <laughs> high, high time frame wise, we're still like running into monthly support every single month, um, which isn't necessarily the worst thing. It's just not really good, like testing the support too many times. So Dom's the only person who can make that sound bad ever, right? Like any other expression, <laughs> you're running into monthly support. It makes it sound like it's like an ex-girlfriend or something. It's like, oh, we're running into support every month. <laughs> like, Come on, man. Give me a break. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bearish into monthly support. I'm just saying we've tested it three times now. Three months, three tests. Not the, not the best kind of setup. It's not the worst either. Like if you're shorting into that, I mean, God help you. It's really a really, really shit trade. Um, in like if you just compare it to like how previous instances have have played out like last real significant one was basically the the 10k retest and we went to 60k after before that we had the 6k retest and we went to 10k and then to 60k so like historically speaking like if you're bearish into this monthly support you're doing something wrong um but then again, like what we've been basically doing is we've just been testing it um, over and over and over again, which at some point, if that continues, we're going to fall through it. So you want to hope that this low actually holds. And I mean, we've had the same picture on the weekly time frame, actually. Uh, if you look at this. this Are you going to give this green, this giant green candle that all of us hoping I'm done all week, like no love whatsoever? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Oh, Don't worry okay, about. okay. Just making sure. Um, just sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a tiny candle for Bitcoin, really, and it's <laughs> it's like it's it's not as significant as people make it out to be. It but means nothing. It is at least something. <laughs> it does mean something. It means that like at least uh, we are out of this kind of grind zone because this was starting to look really, really bad, right? You don't want to sit into like in a support for like five, six weeks. At some point. Um, there's a good chance that it actually drops out. So it's nice that we moved off of, of it um, for the time being. And it's also nice that we actually broke uh, 38K to the upside. 
So for me, this is actually like the first time that we've seen some semblance of like a bull argument um, because before we really hadn't had one. And that actually reflects itself on the daily as well, where I think as long as we're holding above 40K, which is previous the previous low, like we had, uh, we set the lows in, in the 30K region, had like a, a leg up and then the full, like the first retrace of that leg up, that was the bottom at like 40K before moving to make a new high, right? And that's kind of where we are right now. And I think as long as we hold that, it's not necessarily too bad looking it's it's still a little bit rough and it's still super choppy um but if this kind of like if we close today above 40k and then start moving up again maybe break 42k again i think there's a good chance that we're actually gonna just straight up head higher and we've retested 44k a bunch of times already so like at some point you would expect that to break and then there's like pretty much a free path towards like 50k i think um but we do have to hold 40k i think if we start losing 40k here again like let's say tomorrow we just start closing above 40k and then start moving into this ugly trend line again uh the picture changes rapidly into one that is very very bearish to me because this support has also been tested a shitload of times right you this trend line support and if that goes you basically just get like a domino effect where the weekly goes and then the daily goes and everything goes and then we just fuck off and go like very very low in my opinion so this is like you can make a bet a bullish bet here and i think it's not a bad kind of bet to take <laughs> but you want to have 40k hold which is really nice because that's like a relative easy invalidation there's a chance that you just get chopped and it just goes sideways again um but it's somewhat of a trade setup the first one that i've had in a, in a long time Besides just randomly buying like a shitty trend line and hoping it holds, which I mean, it did hold, but it's not the best kind of setup. So for me, um, there is a setup to be taken if you if you want it, which is basically praying to God that 40k holds and then betting uh, that the upside is like 50k. Um, other than that, I don't really see too much. Don't just so really garbage change. at compliments and saying nice things. Like I would hate to be his friend in real life or something. It's like un under normal circumstances, you'd be like, "Oh, she's a good-looking girl. What do you think, Don?" Like she's not the ugliest girl in the world. Come on, man, <laughs> give me something to work with here. It's like I don't know. It's like pulling someone's fingernails out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is not the most bearish. He's like Max Long, his net worth. Like this isn't the most bearish thing I've ever seen. It's like we get it, man. I mean. Okay. The thing is, nice things. the thing is, the, the reason why I frame it like this, right? And I mean, we kind of tend to forget like the larger picture, but this is a massive downtrend, right? And this is the first consolidation that we've had on the way down. So like the reasonable bet would be that you think it actually goes down, in my opinion. Um, it's just with that in mind and just kind of looking at this, I want to be bullish. It's just really, really tough. But um, I think there's a setup. So like... That is kind of why why I'm framing it the way I am, because the reasonable thing would be expecting downside. I'm not like I'm leaning more to the upside than to the downside right now. But I don't have when these levels view. punt. When these levels are around round numbers, uh, when you can talk easily 40k, 50k, does that give you a little added confidence in a setup, or does it not matter to you? I like it. I like it. Like these round numbers usually matter uh, at least a little bit. Um, like they tend to hold better 
both mm-hmm. linked to the down and to the upside, obviously. So like 40K support, yeah. it's going to be better than 39K support. Um, yeah, I just don't like it. If, like, well, if 37.5 doesn't hold, then it's done. <laughs> <Lights> <laughs> out, bro. Lights yeah, out. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's nice. like it's only traders are looking at that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's psychological as well, right? Like 40K looks so much right. better than 39.99.9. Yeah. Yeah, you also just you just tend to get like order clustering around round numbers, um, and yeah, easier to generate trade ideas. And also the whole meme where people this sounds absurd, but they'll read analysis which says, "Oh, forty k is the important level for BTC," and they'll leverage long and put a stop at thirty nine point nine k, and that's why you tend to see a bit of a like reaction around these big round numbers, not just from the order clustering, but also simply as a result of really bad traders. Um, getting stopped out when round numbers break. It's, it's you know works both ways of traders wanting to do business there, but also freaks <laughs> choosing to get stopped out like a dollar above or a dollar below. I'd like to spend a little bit of time on Ethereum uh, in a bit and some of the fundamental stuff around Ethereum. But Luke, uh, one of your things that you pay a lot of attention to, and I'd love to hear your take on, is the Soluna Abax trade seems to have something going on and i'm curious what your thoughts are uh for the current moment sticking with donstar for a second on that bitcoin look um i'm kind of biased as well i I also think that we move up from here even if the setup is like kind of buy and pray that blue line holds um even in that event where like bitcoin does start to start cruising up we get up to 43 44 that resistance we've tested three or four times I don't know. Like, I was more excited about the Sol Luna AVAX um, wave like two or three weeks ago. I think that, uh, you know, sure, AVAX is great narrative. Luna has a great narrative. I think that, like, some of the narratives are starting to develop, but ETH, for the, for the first time in a long time, also has a really strong narrative with the merge coming up. So it's like, you know, in the past, you'd have to kind of take that risk with Sol Luna AVAX because ETH wasn't really moving. I think now, um, in the scenario where Bitcoin starts to move up, I think, sure, maybe Luna and, and AVAX look good, but I think ETH is also going to look pretty good. So it's, I don't know, I'm a little torn. If What are your guys' thoughts there on, uh, Cred, I know you kind of disagreed a little bit ago about uh, layer ones and whether or not that trade is going to keep working this year. What have you seen? Yeah, I quite like that take, you know, the argument you made essentially that um, it, it's almost back to basics, right? Yeah. Where Bitcoin does well, and then you get 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 an ETH BTC pop with a nice little narrative. Back in the day, this was just like a year ago, <laughs> it was like EIP 1559, <laughs> right? Which like no one understood, but uh, and thought it was going to start to be priced, start being priced in after the market had moved up like 10,000%. Uh, that was a fun <laughs> time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite sympathetic to that. It just for me, it's uh, even just stating Sol Luna AVAX, like the basket itself has become so divergent with yeah. a lot of relative strength and weakness within it. It just seems a bit less coherent as a brainless basket of altcoins trade. I think loot, like narrative stuff is like, you know, Bitcoin, ETH, I mean, Luna, because of all the, I mean, publicity and UST and its Bitcoin reserve purchases and all this other stuff. Uh, I'd rather, you know, if I'm going to chase those to some extent, go for novelty and recency and the fresh exactly. stuff rather than hoping that, you know, 20, 22, you know, early, mid to late 2021 makes a comeback. I, I agree with there, but it's probably still fine. As you mentioned, just via, by virtue of correlations, if stuff tends to creep up, it, it'll all probably do that. Uh, you just want to obviously be riding the fastest horse in that case. So, so I agree with you there. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't like uh, Sol Luna AVAX 
all lumped together personally. Like I, yeah. I just can't do Luna. Um, cause it, oh. it's, it's basically, yeah. I know. Go on. Give us your, uh, give, give us your mid bring on the, the Duke, so far. Bring, yeah. bring on the Duke Juan bet. Uh, add me down for ten dollars to the twenty-two million. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't buy someone else's like thirty-something thousand percent game, you know. Um, and it just structurally means nothing to me. Like it could go down back and make a higher look that's minus fifty percent from here or something, and still be totally fine for all those long-term holders. And it's just less of a setup. Um, so. Of the options, my personal bets would probably be on the like Solana, uh, Avax side of things to kind of press, press uh, on on the mean reversion or in Solana's case or on the like longer term consolidation in uh, Avax's case. Avax also has their conference thing this week, so mm-hmm. I know that somebody somebody not be too long ago was talking about. How- <laughs> Well, they like they turn, you know, they turn the volumizer on or something <laughs> to make sure it's not allegedly coming into it. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> uh, it certainly looked like it, you know, like there was just a bid on AVAX. Um, and, but anyway, so I, I prefer different options. That chart looks pretty bad, uh, all, all, all said. <laughs> but um, so Solana is actually the one that I've been going after. I've really been trying to kind of snipe this potential mean reversion that exists on Solana. Um, but famous, maybe that's just my last words. <laughs> well, it already, it, already cut, down. it already cut me once, uh, but I'm, I'm in a decent position this time. So I'm sure I'll get wrecked sometime this week while I'm not able to pay full attention. What are you looking um, for? But yeah, like 70 to uh, one, like 130, 120, something like that. Yeah. One, 125 or so. Yeah. yeah. 125 or so is my best, best place. Um, and then aggressive would be kind of back to the even 150 realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I manage my downside pretty tightly or like average in on low time frames, and then I can try to cut it if it uh, starts to get close to my, you know, you know, I'm not going to take another 10% loss, but I've got a little bit of buffer in there to, uh, if I lose one or two or 3%, that's not too big of a deal for the relative upside that's pretty high. So, um, I obviously see these levels that Don is really enjoying <laughs> saying I get liquidated at, um, but I never, I would never hold to there. You know what I mean? Like Don buys, um, I will be, so Don, that, that's a different trade to me, right? Like I'm just looking at some short-term swing setup. I don't even have my, like want my collateral in it, you know? Um, I think long-term though, those will be kind of generational buys if the market continues to trend down, like Solana has its potential Ethereum moment, you know, and, and, you know, you're buying people's absolute capitulation, 95% down, it's $20 again. And then off you go, I would, I would potentially seek buy Solana and hold it for a very long time if that happened, but I'm, I'm looking for a more near-term trade. So it's Ledger versus the Samani sell program in the order books in the, over the next week or so. <laughs> That's exactly right. Samani <laughs> sell program. Ledger, what's crazy about Solana is how, like, if you look at uh, AVAX and Luna and Solana now converging right all on this $90 number, um, you know, Luna and AVAX never got that high. They got to like, what, 140? Solana was up at 300. Like, it's wild how yeah. much of that lead it gave up to now all these be in, be in line. It's crazy, man. People it really that. is, and 
maybe there's uh, fundamentals in there that people are getting upset about, but I think most of it is honestly the token unlocks hitting and people willing to kind of sell into that. So maybe it'll continue to be an underperformer and I'll be disappointed about my desire to tr take this trade. Um, but that's nevertheless, I want to share the trade that I'm in with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate um, it. I mean, you know. I honestly, the stuff that launched on Solana is just a big problem, I think. Yeah. Where you had a bunch of people just make a shitload of money and retail just got absolutely rinsed. And now, like, the people that are like Solana fans are all burned. And I think that's why the, the narrative changed so quickly from, okay, this is so good to like, okay, it's kind of garbage just based on the fact that like the users or like the people that wanted to invest and kind of take on risk in the ecosystem just got burned so heavily. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. I think that that almost became a meme on Twitter of if a new project launches, everyone just says, you know, what's the fully diluted value this thing's launching at like, you know, 10 billion off the bat. And so people just have this idea if it's a new project in Solana, it's like, well, I'm just going to get crushed on this. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously it's supposed to make it high, but it went down 90% instead, which is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and Cred, to your point, my take, my trade is very midwit and it's not even the most midwit trade I've made in the last week. So I'll share that one later. <laughs> um, but first, I, I do think we should cover this. Ethereum, does it have the narrative of the merge? Uh, should we? What should we be considering there? Uh, Don, if you want to pull up ETH, and ETH BTC's got some, a little bit of action lately. Um, and yes. do y'all think that the ETH merge narrative is real? Should we be on the lookout? That's Oh, Don, did you draw that before the stream, right? Just like, <laughs> nope, I actually threw that last stream. Um, right. Or like, actually, I don't even know. It was like I two know. weeks like, ago. This has to, yeah, it has to. It be was, like on, it was on this, ago. it was on this show, I believe. Uh, oh, shit, I'm, I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously traded it, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, this I thing I did not, I did not trade any of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's like chart wise is at least like putting in some sort of bottom ish. Uh, we talked about this like two weeks ago or so, where it's starting to like try to form a bottom and it's actually pushing above the trend line right now, which I mean, trend lines are memes and stuff, but this is like the first sign that we actually could see the end of like the downtrend because this has been pretty bad on, on the way down, right? It's just been constant selling. Um, and this is the first time that we've actually seen some semblance of, okay, this could actually be bottoming, like at least, at least a little bit of hope. And I think this might actually be enough. So if we start closing off the trend line, um, you obviously have like a resistance at 0 0.07, uh, 77, um, coming up. But if that goes, I don't really see a reason why 0 0.086 would hold again. And then you have a really nice narrative to go and uh, go higher so i'm not i'm not as bearish on eve as i've been the last few months basically um i actually think if we start closing above the trend line there's a play to be made there which is basically just hope that the low's in or like have a stop loss at the low basically and then play for higher uh, on the on the eve btc pair which no one is going to trade anyway right so we should probably look at the eve usd pair but mm -hmm. Like my, it's my like kind it's of... failed breakdown season, eh? Bitcoin trend yeah. line, the one you drew, duck, yeah, went below it, 
back up and decent moves since then. Maybe something similar brewing for ETH BTC. The diagonal fake out season, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's nice, right? Season. <laughs> yeah, in this somehow. direction, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is just very, such, very such a hard thing to make. Yeah, it's yeah, such sorry, a hard pair to trade individually. Um, yes. On ETH BTC. Yeah. But the, I mean, the strength on the dollar pair, like just days up, we're seeing Bitcoin one and a half, two percent, and on those days, ETH is four percent or whatever. It just seems like there's a tolerance for people to risk on on the ETH side. Like it's almost like the step up program and risk, you know? Like okay, I'll I'll do something a little more than BTC, so I'll I'll buy Ethereum, and it's um. Maybe that risk will carry down a bit if we continue to see strength across the market, but it's it's certainly showing up on Ethereum right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know when the merge actually is? Well, uh, I was going to ask you that because you were hanging out with the Bankless guys. I'm sure they know. Did they, did they not tell you? Man, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> August, maybe? Uh, Don, what were you going to say about there's a world? I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know when the merge is going to be, but I think there's there's a world in which if Bitcoin goes up, you just bet on ETH. Uh, I think it's actually a reasonable kind of play. Like if you expect Bitcoin to go up, bet on ETH just based on the merge meme. So you basically just bet on that narrative running away. And I mean, if Bitcoin goes down significantly, I think there's a, there's a good chance that ETH goes down with it. Um, so it's just going to be the play. Okay, if you're bullish Bitcoin, maybe buy ETH instead. And if you're bearish Bitcoin, I mean, you can be bearish Bitcoin. <laughs> that's kind of like, Le- I think that's reasonable. Liam in the chat says it's better that we don't know the date because it, yeah. it's harder to, to uh, dump at the end of the narrative. But if the narrative is building without a firm date, then that's pretty strong, right? The perpetual actually, opium fundamentals. <laughs> I'm a little surprised by how soon it is. Apparently, uh, Somewhat trustworthy sources are saying it's supposed to happen in uh, in June. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Dom, but what's the TA thing? Is it just like big box make price go down, or what? What, what are we looking at? <laughs> no, I mean the, the the thing is like we got rejected, right? Like the, this chart looked as bad as it could for a long time, right? So the moment we started losing 4K, it looked really, really shitty. You failed breakout. We seen, saw that before on Bitcoin. Bitcoin went down a shitload. ETH did basically the same thing. And then it broke down completely and retested 3K um, and got rejected there. And if it was really, really bearish, it would have just gone and made new lows off of that, right? Hasn't done so, so far. What we've basically been doing is just we've been ranging um, after that retest. And I think that like if you're really, really conservative, you could wait until we kind of smash through resistance and then just long from there. And uh, I mean, the, the space isn't too big from 3.3K to 4K, but there's something there. Um, if you're less conservative, you can just say, okay, this retest, uh, this resistance has been tested before. I'm just going to take a position at support, which would be right now 2.7K or something, and then try to hold through that resistance into the breakout towards 4K. Um, I would not want to be shorting another test of 3.3k. So I was heavily bearish into that like 3k test. We talked about this on the show a lot, where I was like, if you're if you're holding your ETH beyond 3k, uh, you're much much more optimistic than I am. 
And then, I mean, we retested 3K, went even a little bit higher and then just completely dumped, right? This time around, I'm not going to say the same thing again, because I mean, if you get 3K again, I think there's a chance that we actually break it to the upside. The first time, there, in my mind, there was very, very little chance. Now it's significantly more. Um, so yeah, it's I'm not like looking at this. It's not too bad. It's obviously not good given how this entire thing looks, but it's a consolidation instead of a full breakdown. And if we reclaim the box, I mean, it starts looking really good again. So um, yeah, 2.7K support. And then if we can smash through 3.3K, even the most conservative people should be flipping back. And I mean, it would obviously be bad if we do something like this and then round out and come back below 3K. Um, but I mean, that's not what I would want to be betting on if we smash through 3.3K. So for me right now, like if you if you want to have like a trade idea, 2.7K with like uh, stops below the load, same kind of deal as Bitcoin makes sense to me. Um, it's just a question of are you going to get it um, or is it just going to run away from you? Uh, and I cannot answer that. I don't know yet. I think that's the state of the market more generally, right? Like you look at Bitcoin, dumped off the highs, has kind of stopped dumping. There's a really key mid-range resistance level market structure, whatever you want to call it. For Bitcoin, it's low to mid 40s. For ETH, it's low to mid 3Ks. You get your bearish retest. The bearish retest doesn't lead to lower lows. Uh, and therefore, your much lower conviction reselling that same level. Um, at least compared to the first time. So I think in general, you're either looking for stuff to for the bottom to fall out on this type of stuff, and it gets so cheap that you can't afford not to buy it or to punt at the lows, or these bearish retests by virtue of not being sufficiently bearish kind of end up being bullish, right? And you get your yeah. first decent momentum signal that you've had in this market for, for a while, which would be Bitcoin smashing that low to mid 40s, ETH above 3K, and that's something you can chase, uh, or at least you know makes sense to me personally. And then, as Don said, you've got at least in that case, rather than just trading the chop under resistance, you have a clear invalidation in both scenarios, whereby if those mega important, allegedly whatever reclaimed levels don't turn to support, or you get a breakdown and you Hasaka bleed through them or any scenario where that doesn't lead to strength, you at least know what that looks like and you bail. Um, you know, as someone as says, says in the chat, a legacy correlation is still on. Totally agree. Uh, but, you know, just in terms of high time frame market structure, which is a good way to cut through some noise, that seems to be um, applicable to both Bitcoin and ETH. Big retests, less compelling than before, probably get a lot of momentum follow through if if it sticks. Don, can I offend you by asking you to put this on the four hour chart? <laughs> I know that's I know that's like micro time frame for you, but if you put it on the four hour and then you zoom out a little further, um, like just keep going. Yeah. I like the way these start to yes. create these kind of scoopy, scoopy type uh, trends. Um, and ETH isn't quite as good as some, but there's a lot of coins right now that are, are creating this, um, this kind of rounded bottom progressive higher lows on low timeframes that gives me some degree of confidence that the next move, assuming legacy doesn't wreck us, um, would be more sensible to go up um that's feeding into my overall bias i guess um but i don't know if any of y'all are actually trading this low of a time frame <laughs> this i mean well, look this... as i said for me the stuff that makes me excited is either just like a breakout which actually means something and doesn't fully retrace or something at the lows 
be it grindy uh, or some sort of failed breakdown type of thing. Um, you know, a lot of these levels have been tested three, four, five times, and that doesn't really tend to stay that way forever. Uh, and either way, the thing is, even if you're bearish, you're still kind of waiting to do business at the same, if not similar level. That's the weird thing. Like if you're a bull waiting for momentum, that mid low to mid 3k, low to mid 40k for BTC is definitely like a good spot where a breakout would actually mean something. Mm -hmm. But in the same vein, and, and the same vein for ETH, as I said, low to mid 3k. But it, even if you're bearish, right, uh, and you're looking to fade a rip, it becomes really, you know, compelling to do so if you get that breakdown, which should be the green light and risk back on, etc. And it just peters out and does nothing. So it's one of those weird ones where, you know, the, the level is so straightforward and the market structure implications of those areas are so significant that whatever side of the aisle you're on, if you will, uh, you're looking to do business more or less around those areas. Uh, obviously, you know, the exception is if it just completely melts up and you fade way higher. But in terms of reclaim type of setups, uh, there's there's a lot pointing in the same spot, at least for me. Yeah, here's one. I don't have any atom exposure right now, but I think it does a pretty good job of representing this kind of middle time frame compression that we see, where it seems obvious to your point, Craig. Like there's going to be volatility that ends up in a 20% move one way or the other, and then maybe it's crabbing again after that. But when we get these types of both ways and then compress again type of thing, uh, it just makes me think that we're setting up for a much more real. Um, trend shift and when you blend that with some of these that need this mean reversion or whatever to the upside uh or downside whichever like you can you can feel that volatility on the way um and the market's also pricing in i think some expectation of volatility which usually works pretty well right like if the options folks are are starting to seek that but anyway i just thought i would pull that one up but i'll give you control again Tom. Mm. With regards to Adam, I actually like the, the Bitcoin pair. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago with like the bearish retest. So far, like, yeah, still hasn't broken above that. Uh, no. Level. Yeah. But if it yeah. does, it starts to look really good because like when you have a level that gets broken twice, like the, the chance that it's just going to go above again and then fade out is just so slim. I think if anything if you get another breakout and then it starts like walking up slowly you get like a proper move to the upside um and this is the bitcoin pair of course so yeah if if this actually moves a little bit can actually look really really good right now it's not too exciting for me but i could like i could see this turn out into something good it's just like 10 percent that it needs to go up and then show some strength the following week or two and then start looking really good so do you want my uh, reveal of my true mid midwittery? <laughs> can you no, give us a hint? We'll, we can try to guess. It's not my first rodeo would be the hint. Uh, Zcash. Oh, is it, yeah, is it CRX? <laughs> <laughs> I like how y'all have all of my bad trades top of mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit too quick, yeah. We probably should have thought a little bit longer about that. <laughs> um, no, it's not Zcash. Uh, it's actually the DeFi trade in general. I picked up a little bit of DeFi exposure, uh, right. and I don't even think it's smart. You know, I said but sushi, you... right? That's kind so. Of... Do oh, I didn't hear you say sushi. Um, this chart I don't like, Don. But if you <laughs> oh, <geez>. so <laughs> if you want, go look at uh, go look at Comp USD or Ave, something like that. But Comp is a good one um, okay. because it represents kind of the uh, Ave is a little less wrecked. But this had the a complete retrace of DeFi Summer, 
um, and then started to hold some of those lows. But if you go over comp versus ETH, it gets really, really painful. Um, and it, I, I almost this as like almost like a binary option, <laughs> you know, like either that money just completely disappears, it's off the charts. So you have to literally scroll it up so that it gets oh. out of Cred's profile. <laughs> Um, Man, so I am support. <laughs> this is, <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> to the left. <laughs> oh. um, so it's it's at zero. So you know, I was just like, screw it, let's go. Um, and I don't know what the narrative is, but there is some. Oh there God. are there is some stuff going on in um, in in DeFi land still. There's a lot of good builders. So I'm just assuming that in this scenario yeah you see that like Ave's already started doing a little bit of something something um so that was it, it's not well thought out in terms of why i did this but i did do this so i just wanted to let you know that i picked up DeFi exposure it's just because it's so wrecked and like these are still real things and real teams and i know the narratives like kind of this if eth moons why bother holding anything else but i i feel like there's an opportunity for something to happen and literally it could be almost nothing to create a double or a triple in these assets and no one's still going to think about them yet you know what i mean that's hence true. the kind of binary the binary option side of it right if they go you know don they, feels sorry for you when he turns on log for one of your charts <laughs> he's like about as sympathetic as this guy gets listen i told you it's going to be bad i warned you <laughs> you did you did but look at this. This is actually something that I do like weeks and weeks ago. I think even on this show where I was like, okay, I mean, Ave like starts looking good if it if it closes above this resistance here. And this is why like I sometimes say, okay, if it closes above here, I mean, you can go because fucking hell, if you didn't wait for it, bought into resistance, uh, you lost seventy percent against Bitcoin from there. So yeah, oof. Someone in the chat is like, this guy's thesis is that these projects are so wrecked equals we ape. And the, uh, someone else replies, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, I mean, good. you get them cheap. Now, cheap is always relative, of course. Don't yes. quote me on this. Yeah. But fucking hell. Cheap compared to their like... all-time high, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah. Go ahead, Ledger. We'll, we'll find out if I was like terribly wrong or if my, my thesis is primarily that like just a blip of ETH, uh, ETH excitement and like the old ETH DeFi doesn't really have to do much to do quite a lot in a return sense. You know, these are small positions, small percentage positions, pretty binary in terms of like if they go down 50 percent, it's not like I'm like wrecked or something. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, but if they two or three X, then uh it ends up being a pretty decent win so um yeah but yes everybody in chat's right y'all are all right that's what i did and we'll find out how stupid i am but like, i like that chart that's like full market cycle cope like and and work its way into disbelief yeah this yeah. is like the kind of chart that goes like this yeah that's fine you that move you just made up <laughs> is all i need <laughs> Yeah, it actually wouldn't be a bad trade. That'd be up to 175, Don, if it falls the line. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that is a trade to be taken. The trend's obvious, I think. <laughs> the trend's I, obvious. I, I, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but I mean, you can you can take the like mean reversion trade, I guess. This is like this is the point where like the the maximum copas come out and draw a line here and then open up the RSI and see oh shit. The RSI yes, is true. making higher. And if it's not lows. the RSI, you find some momentum oscillator to show you the divergence, right? Yeah. And the thing is, like, oftentimes that actually works, bounce towards, towards like the, the previous highest day or day, and then just yeah, completely yeah. shits the bed. So I mean that's plenty for ledger, I think, on this trade, jokes aside, you know. Yeah, so fingers crossed that actually works out for you. Ledger, I actually do think that these projects probably like get an attention boost with ETH going into the merge. I am curious though, like long term, if this plays out even good case scenario for ETH, not even the best case scenario, but ETH fundamentals and uh, the incentives to hold it continue to grow. It's like that just that's tough for uh, for DeFi projects. Like I think the case to hold DeFi projects long term um, gets even worse as the case to hold ETH gets even better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a temporary thing. Um, yeah. Like, because I agree with the case of like ETH being deflationary and kind of the hardest asset. It makes this is a classic anti-deflationist argument, right? Like, it, it, it disincentivizes productivity versus the what is this Keynesian thought processes? Cred is that right? I mean, um, Keynesian is how you pronounce Kane, it, but that tends to be whatever Keynesian. <laughs> thing is, yeah, if, you, if you invoke Keynes on crypto Twitter, it's just like if if you're an American libertarian who doesn't like the government and also don't like doesn't like to think, you can just say the word Keynes, and everyone yeah. naturally thinks you, you just like completely owned the commies. Um, it's it's very intellectually <laughs> lazy. But yes, please oh. go ahead. I didn't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> But this, you know, our, 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 the American central government has this goal of like maintaining some relatively small amount of inflation for all these purposes of, uh, in encouraging productivity while also maintaining some degree of like strong currency that can be used in commerce. Um, but in the ecosystem where you just hold your pet rocks and you don't need to do anything and number go up, it disincentivizes these DeFi activities or things where you have a hard time understanding how those assets can do well against the underlying asset. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's a tension that you get quite often in crypto in general when it comes to using stuff, especially if it has a strong speculative element. Like why would, it's like the Bitcoin pizza all over again, right? It's like, why would I use this stuff if not using it, especially when it comes to payments, right? Or just like as a currency. Uh, why, why would I use it now if I could use it in whatever period of time to buy 10 times as much stuff? And yeah. it just seems like we always hit that sort of tension point in crypto. And like I saw someone when I think it was Kyle Davies talking about using, I think maybe it was Kyle or Sam, whatever, people talking about using tokenized Bitcoin or like using it on Luna and so on and so forth. It's like, I don't know, man, if it's like a deflationary thing that generally goes up a lot, I, I don't want to be Bitcoin pizza guy 10 years, 15 years later, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, should I, we... I can be devil's advocate, devil's advocate, real quick, and say that like most of this stuff is just going to be replaced by something that does the exact <laughs> same thing, just better, down the road. So if you hold any of these, uh, especially like, I mean, in DeFi, in in crypto, doesn't really matter. If you hold any of these too long, you're probably going to be stuck with the bag, in my opinion, anyway. Um, because like at the end of the day, like it's all open source, right? You can just take the thing, um, work on it re-release it without the backholders basically um incentivize users by 
using the funds that you just got by launching the project and then um, you have a new thing that is better that has better price action that goes up easier and you can do that over and over and over again which makes holding any of these like projects really really tough in my opinion the optimist in me wants to believe that these moats will be harder to capture um or harder to bridge i guess um in the future and that the network effects will have a chance to dig in a little bit better and that you know ave will be like the DeFi bank that you trust or or whatever pick your pick your poison right and that like ave you know fork number 37 you know don's bag is not not gonna be the one <laughs> someone's going to trust um and i think yeah, that but that but it should like, it just no, should play a role from a security uh, from a security perspective long term like why would i use like the 37th version of an exchange exchange software can just be repeated over and over again but that's not true we trust ftx right to put our funds on um and you know ftx did some displacement of their own of centralized exchanges but at some point i feel like they start to take hold with a sense of network effects security trust uh and maybe that moat gets a little wider yeah the, the counter argument that i would use is legitimately how we've seen people rotate from incentive to incentive during like the last two years where you just saw like numbers of protocols just go completely apeshit when they had like incentives going because smart traders and smart people in general were just abusing it and then once the incentives ran dry they were all just abandoned and forgotten about and the next big thing that had like an incentive going just got used but that could just be me like the the pessimist in me i don't know but that's kind of like how i felt when i saw all of that where people just rotated from one thing to the next um it's kind of like crypto thing where you, where you're not really um very loyal to like a protocol or something it's just you just move on and that's been the good trade but yeah hopefully that changes at some point so people can actually invest properly yeah i just think it'll be other factors right um but there'll all be there'll always be some of that um but i think other factors you know safety security team the ability to build um some of those things might enable these to establish a moat but nevertheless uh should we do what we're looking for next week anybody yeah sure um for me essentially well first of all i don't see this thing fully retrace right <laughs> we've had stronger moves which just retrace the next day or two later i would like to and see it continue that. to go up <laughs> yes i would like to see green candles um so that would be cool but yeah for, for me like the market's very close to i know this is typical ta cringe but like a decision point that actually means something for once this low to mid eth low to mid 3k on eth low to mid 40k on bitcoin i just think a lot of capital and a lot of trading systems really get activated uh through and into those areas i want to see how that pans out uh and you know i think we've got some legacy stuff on the calendar for that as well and i still haven't seen enough evidence to convince me of like a proper decoupling but that doesn't mean we can't have our own kind of juicy move in crypto uh so tldr big line make boing levels coming up pay attention i emoji all right, we're going to need Dynasty to remember everything that sentence just said for the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Something about boing emojis. Yes. 
Don, what do you want to look out I'm, for? I mean, for Another me, holiday. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be on a holiday. So just so we're clear, <laughs> if the market does print a failed breakout, it's entirely because of Don's holiday schedule, where he actually got <laughs> his holiday early came back to his desk and then didn't last a day and decided to go on another holiday somewhere else completely. If, if the market yeah. just like rug retraces, you know exactly who to blame. And just DM me, I'll send you his address. No, no, I won't, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I, one of the holidays was surfing, the next one is snowboarding. You know, that's like 180. That's like going from the hot to the cold. I feel like that's, that's justified. Um, but no, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, the market is just pretty, pretty fucking boring right now. Um, but that is always the case before it actually does something big, right? It gets really fucking boring and then it does something massive. Um, I kind of agree with, with Fred that um, we're getting close. Wow. I think there's, there's like a week, maybe two, that we could still hang around this level um, before we actually come to the decision point. Just based on, one, this stupid ascending triangle doesn't leave much more room. Um, and two, this consolidation has gone on for so long that all of the horizontal levels as well are completely washed out, right? So either we pump and then, I mean, if you're really, really cynical, we just lose the pump again and then just go sideways and that'd be fine. We can go for another month or two or three at that point or do the same, like the opposite thing where we dump and then come back. Like that's the cynical take, right? Which I think is fine, but you need that to happen relatively soonish. Um, just based on the fact that I don't think this market can continue just doing nothing. Uh, it <laughs> Don's like, I'm running out of lines, horizontal, <laughs> diagonal, I'm out of yeah, space. Yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think I think we are going to get a move. I'm not entirely sure if the next move we're going to get is going to be like a trend-defining one. Like even if we go to 50K, I could see it just come back to 40K. And even if we go sub 30K, I could see it just come back to 40K again. Um, but I think we're going to have a move soon. Um, so I'm looking forward for from now till next week for the like the 40k level to hold. If that holds this entire week, I think there's a good chance that we actually head up next one. Um, I'll be back on the weekend, so I might actually position myself at that point if we show strength until then. Um, if I come back and we're already chilling at 50k, I mean, that's just fuck all for me to do. So it would be nice if it just keeps on crabbing. Um, but for me, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like 40k level is super important. Altcoin wise, there's nothing for me to do, in my opinion. Like I, I don't want to stick my hands into any of that. Um, they all, or like most of them, 90, 95% look like altcoins did in the first part, uh, or like the first part of the bear market of 2018. And there was like another 80% down on most of those to come afterwards. Ledger, I am long altcoins. Done at the end of the show. It is over January 2018. <laughs> <laughs> the first half of the bear market. Ledger's like, get me off this fucking show. I'm, oh, I'm saying I'm long altcoins is not entirely fair. I'm mostly long Bitcoin, but I'm generally optimistic that we could start to climb some sort of wall of worry or whatever you want to call it. Like, I can actually imagine we just... You nibbled. Yeah, I, I, I nibbled altcoins. You yeah. got to nibble and remember the pain as they dump and go against you and you lose money. Um, I got my eyes on that 50k level, the, your red box where we last tapped it before we really capitulated, Don. I mm -hmm. think we can... we can Crab northward is also a little bit of pain, right? Uh <laughs> Yeah. Um, because I think that's when people are going to get really excited about the market. And then to your point, 
I think the natural thing from there is go back down to like the 42, 40, 40 area, which would be quite painful for most. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to be bullish to 50 K and then, uh, probably risk off. And then I'll start getting bullish at 40 K again. And I'm anticipating our market to be uh, very bearish and say it's all over at that point. <laughs> like I just, I think fading sentiment during all of these like crab seasons is generally not the worst idea in the world. And mm-hmm. people right now are, I feel like are quite risk off. Um, like people are pretty scarred. Um, even though Bitcoin's not completely, completely, completely wrecked. A lot of stuff really is, you know, to the point of those altcoin charts that we looked at and people were heavily overexposed to altcoins for that year. So I would, I would not, I, I have hopium that it will go up there and, um, you know, blast through that descending, descending triangle over the next couple of weeks and have a, have a run at 50k. I like that. I like you, the Dan? sound of that. <laughs> I like, I'm like looking more at ETH, man. I don't, I don't know. The, the Bitcoin chart just isn't that exciting to me, that crab. I can't look at it anymore. I think this is the first week that we've actually, we're coming off of um, a constructive setup, not only in ETH USD, but also on ETH Bitcoin. Like if you look at any other pop that ETH has had, it's always been on one of those pairs. And for the first time, it's it's doing them on both. So I don't know, you know, CMS tweeted the other day, it's like, are we all making this too complicated? Let's just buy the ETH merge narrative and, you know, kind of forget about it for a couple months and, maybe he's right like the ETH beat bitcoin chart isn't isn't pretty but it's it's moving up quite nicely if you look at daily and anything anything in that time frame so i kind of like eth more than bitcoin if you are slightly bullish um but i don't know that that's probably the only reason i'd be optimistic this week is um i think that's one of the a few narratives that you can cling to that sucks away uh, liquidity from other things that were more you had to take more risk to get the same upside i think eth starts to benefit now from having kind of uh, increased focus and attention going to the merge. All right. Well, let's leave it there. I got a brunch to go eat. So uh, it's been a pleasure to be with each of you. Thank everyone. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Don't forget to go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX to check out our partners over at FTX and download the mobile app where you can trade uh, all the assets that they have available in your jurisdiction. Follow uh, your portfolio as you've always known and loved. Uh, also, Tom, if you want to check out old shows, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit buttons for liking and all those things. Uh, thanks so much for being a part and we'll catch you next time. See you guys.